This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Paul Stone talking some college football. It is championship weekend. That's right, Friday and Saturday night with. Uh, the Power Five and the mid-major, the Group of Five uh, championship games as well. Paul, let's get right to it. In the first one, we'll go chronologically here on Friday night. The big one in Las Vegas, the rematch of one of the games of the year this year where Washington uh, comes back and beats you, uh, Oregon, in Seattle. And now they'll go to Las Vegas here. Oregon is steamrolling down the stretch. Not so much for Washington. They barely win the Apple Cup. And now they are 6-0 and on the season in one-score games. Oregon's strength of schedule, not nearly with some of the, the teams that are in contention for the college football playoff. But, man, they look good. And Bo Nix now is a slight favorite over Jaden Daniels for the Heisman Trophy. Oregon opened up around seven. It's up to nine and a half right now at Bent Rivers, Paul. Yeah, I mean, this this line, uh, looking at it as I made my lines on the games, this was a game that I thought was going to be over seven but less than ten. Uh, I actually made it seven and a half, probably made it a little bit low. But, uh, you know, as you said, Oregon, since these t- teams played in Seattle about a month and a half ago, the last six games, these teams have really been on different uh, trajectories, if you will. You know, although Washington obviously still undefeated at 12-0, and 0, the last six games, they, they've really sputtered at times. I mean, you look at the, the game after they defeated Oregon, uh, Arizona State leads Washington uh, 7-6 in Seattle with under 10 minutes to go. The next week, Washington struggles at Stanford. Uh, led by just two points late in that game before scoring a late touchdown. Washington and USC were tied at 42 through uh, three quarters. Uh, Also, uh, a depleted Utah squad actually led Washington uh, 28-24 at the half in their matchup. And then two weeks ago, Washington played what I think was its most impressive game in the second half of the season. Went into Corvallis, beat a good Oregon State team 22-20. Obviously a very close game, but Washington seemed to be in control most of that game. And then this past Saturday in the Apple Cup, uh, facing a struggling Washington State team that had lost six of its previous seven games, Washington needs the uh, 42-yard field goal on the game's final play to prevail 24-21. Meanwhile, you've got an Oregon team uh, playing the same caliber of teams uh, that really hadn't been challenged in the second half of the season. They've won those six games by an average of 26 points a game uh, in the only one of those games decided by less than 14 points. Oregon actually led USC 36-14 early in the fourth quarter before the Trojans scored a a couple of so-called garbage touchdowns. So Oregon really playing well. Georgia probably the best team in the the nation right now, but Oregon uh, very close in my opinion. They are 1-1A. Oregon's playing great football. 
I think they're going to make amends for that uh, that loss in Seattle. The winner of this game going to be in the college football playoff. I like Oregon by double digits over Washington. Paul Stone, on your uh, power ratings, is Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, one, two, three, or in what particular order and how close is it? I have Georgia. I know I have Georgia by a point over Oregon and maybe have Michigan about a point behind those guys. So those are my top three there teams. Michigan yeah. definitely uh, – Definitely third uh, behind Georgia and Oregon. There you go. All right. We'll get, get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. Let's go down to the Crescent City, uptown New Orleans. Tulane is minus 5.5 against SMU. And uh, Tulane, we talked about them. Historical high uh, win total this year, but it was a drop down in class for them in the conference. American last year was considerably tougher than CUSA, and then, well, then American this year basically graduated CUSA. And uh, boy, and they had so many scares, uh, Paul. Tulsa, East Carolina, uh, Memphis, double digit deficit uh, on the road to come back. But they seem to find a way to win them all. The only one they did not win is against Ole Miss, who had a 10-win season, and that was without their starting quarterback, Pratt. Quarterback depth is a key, again, for Tulane in this American Conference Championship game. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at this, this SMU team, and they lose Preston Stone for the season to a broken leg. Uh, and now in steps Kevin Jennings, a redshirt freshman, uh, who originally uh, in, in high school in 2021, he led Dallas South Oak Cliff, first of all, to the Class 5A Texas Division II State Championship. But he was originally committed to FCS Missouri State and uh, Bobby Petrino. SMU actually offered him, I think the week of the state championship game, his only FBS offers. So here he is at SMU, a redshirt freshman. He's appeared in a total of 10 games over the past two seasons thrown a total of 46 career passes. When he's played, he's looked good, but it's been in mop-up duty against overmatched opponents, uh, and this is certainly a different kind of game going up against Tulane with the American Athletic Conference uh, championship on the line. So the jury's out uh, on, on Kevin Jennings. I mean, he's an unknown quantity. Uh, I, you know, I kind of take the position as a handicapper uh, when we have an inexperienced quarterback like that until we see something you have to expect that he's going to be confused some, that he's going to look like a guy who's never played. So I just think there's a decided advantage at quarterback for Tulane with Michael Pratt, uh, who's a fourth-year starter. The guy started 43 games in his career there at Tulane, more than 9,300 passing yards, more than 1,200 rushing yards. He's accounted for 116 touchdowns uh, passing and running. So they have a considerable advantage at the critical quarterback position. They're playing at home. I think they've got a little bit of a uh, coaching advantage uh, as well with uh, Willie Fritz. And as you mentioned, this Tulane team, uh, they are now 23-3 and over the past two seasons. Not nearly uh, – I shouldn't say not nearly, but not as strong as they were last year. Uh, don't have Spears at running back. Lost a lot of good players uh, in the uh, linebacking core last year from that team as well. So not maybe quite on that same level, but they're still awfully good. That lone loss, as you mentioned, this year in week two at home to Tulane, 37-20. to 20. Tulane plays their backup quarterback, Kai Horton. So uh, Michael Pratt out that game, but it was still tied at 17 entering the fourth quarter. So I just like this Tulane team. A lot of factors in their uh, 
corner, but mostly that quarterback advantage, which I put it about five points, the difference between Jennings and Stone. I like Tulane minus seven over SMU. Yeah, keep in mind last year against Central Florida, Central Florida's quarterback opted out. John Rice Plumley was injured, and so they started their third-string quarterback, and it was going against a really good Tulane team on their home uh, on their home field with one arm uh, tied behind your back. And then they decide to play Plumley to give him a go, and Plumley rallied him and actually gave him the lead, but it was uh, too little too late against that uh, strong two-lane team that was going up and down the field. Very offensive game last year against Central Florida. Willie French is the real deal. I'm not so sure he's going to uh, he's going to pass up some of the offers that he'll have again this year like he did for Georgia Tech uh, last year. I will be surprised. Let's go to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, the ACC Championship. Oh, the committee, Florida State is undefeated. They finished off an undefeated season. Now they go play uh, Louisville. Louisville now is not a top 10 win for Florida State as they get upset on home. Boy, that thing fell apart in the second half at home in Louisville against in-state rival Kentucky. Florida State, two and a half and 48 and a half, Paul. Yeah, both these teams, Jimmy, Louisville and Florida State, very sound uh, defensively, both rank in the top 30 nationally in total defense. Florida State giving up 323.7 yards per game to rank 20th. Uh, and Louisville giving up 328.2 yards per game to rank 26th in total defense. Also important to note that Louisville only allows 97 yards per game rushing to rank 10th nationally in rushing defense, only give up 3.3 yards per rush. I think with backup quarterback for Florida State, uh, Tate uh, Rodemaker playing his second game uh, in relief of uh, Jordan Travis, who's out for the season, I think the uh, Seminoles might be a little bit more run heavy, plus the Cardinals really good at pressuring the quarterback as well. You know, in Rodemaker's only career start, we only have a sample size of really one game uh, at at this level, although he had thrown – about 90-something passes, I think, in the previous four seasons going into that game against Florida. But in his career start last week, first career start, I believe, last week against an extremely suspect, uh, to put it kindly, Florida defense, the Seminoles only scored 24 points, only finished with 224 yards, only 3.9 yards per play against that Florida defense. To put it in perspective, Jimmy, in Florida's previous five games, and those games, three of these teams really good, but their previous five games against South Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas, LSU, and Missouri, the Gators allowed an average of 41.2 points per game, 528 point yards per game. Every one of those, all five of those teams, including Arkansas, gained at least 465 total yards against Florida. Every one of those five teams gained more than twice the amount of yardage that the Seminoles gained last week against the Gators. Uh, formula that I use projects only 125 plays in this game. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to slow it down. I think teams, you know, both teams going to try to keep from committing the turnover, try to win it with sound defense. First team to 24 probably wins. Uh, I like the under 48 and a half there in Charlotte on Saturday night. Also, right now, these things can change because we're, as we record, uh, on Tuesday, the uh, 28th, we are four days out from the game, but a 50, 60% chance of rain in Charlotte as well huh. on Saturday. 
I, I, I like the, uh, the under as well. There is no question uh, about that. And, you know, as the, the schedule during this week is concentrated with so much, so many of uh, so much fewer games, um, the, the, the chalk and the overs get played a little bit more, you know, with the casual betters, you know, being zeroing in on uh, the fewer games. So the 48 and a half is a bigger number. And as long as that's there, I would get on it because maybe some sharp action might move it a little bit lower. I'm going to throw one in here too, Paul. I'm going to throw in Florida State minus two and a half. I like, I like the, uh, the Knowles here. Um, I, 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 all, all the points were well taken that you made. I have to say this though. That was a little – Auburn was not the same team that played New Mexico State Saturday that played Alabama. Florida was not quite the same team either that played the hated Knowles in their last game of the year. And if Billy Napier wanted uh, – so I thought it was a good win for Florida State. I thought it was a team win, you know, that they, you know, followed 12-0 in the swamp. It's going crazy. I mean, that was a tough win. And uh, I think they, they 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 grew a little bit. I like Florida State minus a two and a half in in your under as well. I will say something about Billy Napier if they're going to keep him in Florida. Um, usually non conference schedule for Florida Florida it's Florida State and Rena wins right? No 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 Florida State Miami and Central Florida non conference last year and throw in no Vanderbilt on a schedule with no good divisional play. So a little early look at the Florida Gator schedule. That five and a half might even be lower than it was this year. Let's go to your part of the, uh, the ter- uh, your part of the country, Arlington, Texas, Jerry Jones. And let's get to the Big 12 championship, the last one, Oklahoma State and Texas. How did Oklahoma State get into this thing, huh? I mean, they're damn. They're, how many games in a row did it? Was it four or five that they won as a betting underdog, uh, including Bedlam? The tiebreaker was the key there. And how and how many points were they down against BYU? All of a sudden, this resurgent BYU, given Oklahoma and Oklahoma State all they could handle in the last two weeks. This line is shot up. It opened up, what, around 10 and a half, 11. It's up to 14 and a half right now at Bet Rivers. Cow, uh, Mike Gundy's cowpokes, again now, 18 consecutive winning seasons for Mike Gundy and Stillwater, catching 14 and a half against the Longhorns. Yeah, I made uh, Texas a 10.5-point favorite uh, in this one, uh, Jimmy. I probably was a little bit light. Probably should have made it about 11.5. But this number's now over two touchdowns. You know, frankly, I think it's gotten a little bit out of control. I think the market's suffering from a uh, case of extreme recency bias, if you will, meaning it's focusing a little too heavily on last week's results. I think they're still seeing – Texas scoring another touchdown against Texas Tech. Uh, they beat the Red Raiders last week, 57-7. to And then, as you mentioned, Oklahoma State survived BYU, won that game 40-34 to in two overtimes, is more than a two-touchdown favorite. But historically, Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy, uh, they have fared well both as an underdog and against the Texas Longhorns. The Cowboys 21-9 and against the spread is the betting underdog. Uh, since the start of 2015. Also, in the last five meetings between these two schools, Texas and Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's been the betting underdog four times. They've covered all four times. They've won three of those games outright. Uh, They weren't a double-digit underdog in any of those contests as they are here. But still, they play Texas well. Uh, This is the last time they might play them for many years. 
I think, you know, we have to look at last week's results. We have to study that those games carefully, but they don't supersede the other 11 games that these teams played prior to that game. And Texas struggled and, and sputtered a little bit, uh, you know, you know, through the year after beating Alabama in week two. 14 and a half just seems like too many uh, based on the number. I like Oklahoma State plus 14 and a half. Yeah, over Texas, you know, because of the added teams, there wasn't the typical round robin. So this is the first time that these two teams will be playing uh, in this game. So it's a little bit uh, with the the new additions to the Big Twelve. So Oklahoma State plus a four, fourteen. I like how they bounce back too. Kind of flipped it on too, down eighteen at half. I mean, they, they pretty much dominated uh, that that second half. They had to to, to come all the way back against uh, against uh, BYU. So Oklahoma State plus the fourteen and a half. All right, uh, Paul. Good luck. We're gonna look to the bowl games uh, uh, moving forward. We'll be here for select bowls. Uh, both uh, Paul Stone and Bruce Marshall giving you all of those picks as well. Paul, we have a have a good championship weekend. Good luck to you, sir. And we'll uh, see you next week for the bowl picks. This is for Paul Stone. I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.